Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, we are talking about the Jaguars and Colts going inside the numbers from the Jaguars' week one victory in Indianapolis, kind of midway point of the week here, getting ready to wrap up week one talk, move on to week two. The Jaguars will be taking on the Chiefs in their regular season home opener this weekend. Sunday at the bank should be a packed house, should be a lot of fun out there. But before we get into all that, still looking at week one, still diving into some of the numbers here, some of the big numbers, in my opinion, from that week one victory. Let's get into it. But first, if you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and you can also check out ginjag.com shop, pick up some new Duval gear, help support the channel further. Again, really appreciate y'all being here. Appreciate your support. Three of three. Trevor Lawrence on throws of 20 plus yards down the field in this one, really impressive by him. Um, struggled throughout the first couple years of his career with his completion percentage down the field. Wasn't always stellar, but three of three in this one, three big time throws for Trevor Lawrence. I thought he looked fantastic overall. There was a miss here or there. There was one that could have been intercepted, almost was intercepted. Of course, the interception off of the tank Bigsby drop was not Trevor Lawrence's fault. But there was one more that was almost intercepted. The ball was uh, did hit the ground, though. Colts defender trying to bring it in. But overall, Trevor Lawrence was tremendous. And again, especially deep down the field, when you're able to connect on these explosive throws down the field, it really sets you up to be able to put up some points. And the Jaguars did put up points, 31 of them to be exact, You know, despite not having the most consistent day um, from the offense. They were still able to put up a lot of points. A big part of that was... Trevor Lawrence going three of three on 20-plus yard throws. 74. 74 yards after contact from Tank Bigsby and Travis Etienne combined on only 90 rushing yards total between the two. What does that tell you? The blocking was not quite good enough up front in the run game for the Jaguars um, against the Colts. And look, the Colts, they have a stellar run defense. They had a really good run defense in 2022, despite not being a very good team overall. I think they're going to have a really good run defense again in 2023, maybe even better than it was in 2022. Thanks to Shaquille Leonard returning, you have DeForest Buckner, you have Grover Stewart in the middle, two of the best um, interior defensive linemen in the game. You also obviously have uh, Quiddy Pay, who's a good run defender on the edge. Shamson Ebukam comes in. You've got some more talent out there. EJ Speed, Shaquille Leonard, and, of course, Zaire Franklin at linebacker. It's a very good run-defending team, the Colts are. Uh, so the Jaguars, they want to be able to improve in their run-blocking department moving forward. Uh, but thanks to Travis Etienne and, and Tank Bigsby, you were still able to have some success on the ground. Not as much success as you would like overall, but still some level of success. You did have the tank, the uh, Travis Etienne 26-yard touchdown run at the end of the game there. 22.2. That's the percentage of dropbacks that Trevor Lawrence was pressured on, sixth lowest in the league. For me, there's a combination of factors that led to that low pressure percentage, and it's receivers getting open, it's good play design, it's Trevor Lawrence reading and getting rid of the ball quickly. His time to throw in this one was 2.34 seconds, and decent pass pro overall. No, it was not perfect. You had Anton Harrison get beat a couple times, obviously, in his his debut as a rookie, which is to be expected. You had Walker Little get beat once. And in the middle, you had DeForest Buckner uh, and Grover Stewart wreaking some havoc. 
No surprise there. But overall, it was a pretty good performance and pass pro from the Jaguars' offensive line. I think they've been um, a little bit overly criticized after that one. Went up against a really strong defensive front and held their own in pass protection, in my opinion. I think you saw that based on the uh, passing results and the pass pro results there for the Jaguars. Only 22.2% of Trevor's dropbacks was he pressured on. Three. That's the number of sacks Josh Allen had in this contest against the Colts. The most in his career in a single game, and he's tied for the league lead after one week. Were these sacks, you know, not pure uh, pass rush, you know, one-on-one, mano-a-mano with a, with a offensive tackle? Were some of them not like that? Yeah, sure. Sure, they weren't pure sacks. But Josh Allen has been a pressure master throughout his career, especially in 2022. It looks like that is going to continue heading into 2023 here for the Jaguars. So good stuff overall for for the Jaguars, for their pass rush, for Josh Allen. And looking at the pass rush as a whole, 19 is the total number of pressures the Jaguars produced in week one. Eight is the number of quarterback hits that the Jaguars produced. And four is the number of total sacks they produced in week one against these Indianapolis Colts. So for me, I think the Jaguars, they were able to produce a lot of pressure, hit, sacks, all that good stuff. And if they're going to win in week two, they're going to have to be able to continue that. The Jaguars struggled to impact Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs passing game from a pass rush perspective in 2022 and two losses to the Chiefs, one in the regular season at Arrowhead, one in the postseason the divisional round of the postseason at Arrowhead. You're going to need Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker, who both picked up sacks in week one, to be able to impact Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs backfield. If you're going to be able to pick up a win in Jacksonville, you should have the home crowd advantage there. But it's going to be a tough test against the Chiefs, who, of course, coming off a week one loss on Thursday night football to open up a season against the Lions. 14. That is the number of Colts dropbacks that the Jaguars ran cover three against on the back end. By far their most utilized coverage on all downs, including third and fourth down. It'll be interesting to see if they use that strategy, if they deploy that strategy against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in week two. Cover three, when executed well, forces the quarterback to be patient and not get greedy downfield. You combine that with some blitzes, with some different looks, and the Jaguars, they weren't Cover three exclusive, that was just their most utilized coverage. They were also running some cover two, some cover one, some quarters. So the Jaguars, they're going to be diverse on the back end, but they're running mostly zone. I think that suits what they have on defense in their secondary with Darius Williams, Tyson Campbell, Trey Herndon, and the rest of those guys back there. I do think running more zone than man makes sense. Is that going to work against Patrick Mahomes, and if he gets Travis Kelsey back and the rest of that Chiefs offense. We'll find out later this week. But that is going inside the numbers for the Jaguars' win over the Indianapolis Colts in Week 1. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, if you enjoy the content here, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Check out genjag.com shop and pick up some new Duval gear. Y'all have a good one.